Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. Nothing feels as good as making others feel good. Those so-called feel-good holiday films? They can't hold a gingerbread-scented candle to the feeling of giving them something that gives them all the feels. Make this December one to remember. Together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Welcome back to the podcast. Zach is back to discuss our 2-1-1 Bears facing off against the New York Giants, who are also 2-1, coming off a close loss to the Dallas Cowboys without Dak Prescott at quarterback still. Zach, welcome back to preview the Bears versus the Giants. It is the legacy game, I believe you said. Uh, yes, that is according to uh, Giants Social. And, and they've done something similar to this uh last time the two played i think you've got if you remember they had the uh the 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 old giants logo with kind of the giant with the giants nameplate with the underscore lettering on the helmet and the bears they wore a white c logo uh representing kind of a kind of the days of old era back uh 60s 70s for chicago so i think that's what they're doing this time they're doing it at uh over at uh, new meadowlands there so should be a good time uh, very intriguing game, you know, post-Monday night, too, for us. A lot of takes on that, by the way, after that contest. Yes, yes. Uh, from from Cowboys playing the uh, – or not – I am all over the place. When the Bears played the Texans, <laughs> lots of things to say about that. <clears throat> and then the Giants, they were kind of that question mark team for me coming in because new head coach, new offense. Daniel Jones, is he the guy who kind of – Saquon Barkley, are they going to get? And, you know, looking at their schedule, they've lost by – they beat the Texans at the beginning of the year, which was a shocker, I think, to yep. most people. They won by one point. Then they beat the Panthers by three points. And then they lose 23-16 to 16 to the Cowboys. So this is an intriguing matchup, like you said. There's going to be a few takes on this, you know, few days removed from playing the Texans. Um, lots of things said about the Bears – you know, there's some injuries to talk about. There's, you know, I I said, I think I tweeted like, oh, man, the Bears have to tackle really well against the Giants with Barkley finding his footing again. He's been injury prone, but he's kind of back. Um, so lots to talk about with that. Um, I don't know where you want to start. I mean, the run game for New York's 
we, we're going to have to tackle. We're going to have to get after it. Well, I think I think that's kind of what I – if you're analyzing this game, if you are saying, okay, what's Chicago done poorly on defense that New York can take advantage of? Well, it's easily just handing off – it's handing off to Saquon Barkley and, you know, hoping for the best. You know, and, of course, last, last week against the Cowboys, you know, he didn't have too many runs by his standards. He, I mean, he had 81 yards, but he only had 14 carries. You know, mm-hmm. it was a it was a pretty uh, – it's pretty slow-paced game until about until about fourth quarter when Dallas found a few good drives and was able to kind of put away, you know, the Giants along with an interception or two off Daniel Jones. But I think that that is much to their bread and butter. But here's the deal, you know, I do think that these two match up kind of good. Like I talked about with Houston last week, how they matched up with Chicago. Well, I do think that if we're talking a balanced attack, though, it is going to be a similar case where okay. Um, are we going to slow down the pass or the run game enough to then stop the pass? And I think that Barkley's going to be presenting more of a challenge than what Damian Pierce and company presented with Houston. You know, think about what Aaron Jones did to Chicago two weeks ago. You know, the, Barkley, as we've seen through this year, and you'd said, he, he's kind of back. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he looks healthy. He looks like the guy we saw two, two years ago after just going through terrible injury luck. He's back fully. So the Giants are going to take, I think Brian DeBall being the offensive guru he is, he's going to say, okay, this might be the play. You know, it might just take a play out of Chicago's handbook and what Luke Getzey's been doing lately, which is just, hey, if we can't throw the ball, let's just run it down their throat. Right. Um, looking at their stats again, uh, it's very similar-ish to when the Bears played the Texans. You know, New York scores 18.7 points a game. They give up 19 points a game. They get about 356 yards per game. Um, they give up, though, 347 yards per game. Uh, they do give up 138 on the ground, and they give up 208 through the air, which we haven't thrown 208 yards passing probably all year no. combined. <laughs> so we don't have to worry about that too much. The Bears, you know, they only score 17 points a game. They give up 19 <laughs> points. We only get 285 yards a game. Now, this is through three games, so it's hard to – these these averages are kind of skewed. Um because of only being three weeks. Um, but, yes, I think that this is going to be a boring game for people because you're, if you're correct in the Giants saying, well, the Bears kind of struggled against the run versus the Packers, and then the Texans should have ran the ball more, and they didn't, they're going to look at this and say, we have this running back whose thighs are tree trunks. He's healthy. He can move. And then... Daniel Jones is interesting because he can be really, really good or he can be really, really bad. And when he's bad, he's bad. And so they could take a playbook out of Chicago and say, we're going to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. But this guy can make a throw if we needed to, like play action throw. And he can move too. Like Daniel Jones can run. So it's going to be quite interesting for Chicago on their defense because we were just talking about the injury report. Robert Quinn is questionable. Um, I don't see him not playing, but I mean we're relatively healthy. But has a secondary holdup? Is Gordon take because people are high on Gordon? They say he's played well, and I'm like, ah, but they're gonna they're targeting him. Uh, how's that gonna work? Uh, Roquan Smith playing at a high level, um, so the defense is gonna have to step up in this run game more than they did against Green Bay. Here's my flip on that though, with Sterling Shepard going down with an ACL. Or on Monday Night Football, 
who are you throwing it to? Right. right. That, that's my question. And I, I, I think that, and maybe Kenny Galladay, like everyone's talked about for like last year or so, this is his game. I, I'm going to say doubt. I think that, that I think he showed his, I think he kind of showed his face last week against, uh, against Dallas. And just based on the coaching staff's opinion on him from kind of, you know, side jabs and press conferences that they've had about how they play their guys in New York now. I don't know if he's going to be that guy. And then I look at what what else that the Giants have to offer in terms of, I guess, weapons at the moment. Canaries, Tony, Tooney. I think it's Tony. I, I keep I always mix up seeing it too, but uh, he's not. That's the other option that would have scared me. He's not healthy yet. Um, uh, Wandell Robinson. He's also not healthy, or at least he's projected not be healthy according to uh, some reports from injuries that have been listed by Giants staff, like the Giants beat writers. So all you, the, the main receivers you got next man up in terms of receiving yards is Richie James, which he's, he's kept up with Sterling Sharp's numbers, but I just, I don't know if that's going to be enough to say I'm scared of that side of the ball. Now, Daniel Jones is pretty sneakily mobile. That mm-hmm. worries me in the run game along with Saquon Barkley. So if you're going to be freaking out about it, it's that, you're going to see the run game used to hopefully open up the pass a bit more. May and hey, I do think they'll pick on Kyler Gordon again. Mm-hmm. I just am saying, much like Houston, credit even less so than Houston. Honestly, okay, who are you? you who's picking on Kyler Gordon in this matchup? Is it Richie James? Because that is it. Ken, Kenny Galladay? Because those are probably your top two. I think. I think they have to elevate Galladay and put him in more in a higher up role this time around because they're right. low on depth. Right. right? James is probably your number one in this offense with Shepard down and Tony not being in at this time. And it's funny when you look back at the Cowboys game, their second leading receiver was Saquon Barkley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean that that can't be understated too. The dude is a multi-faceted threat, all right. in all. And then Daniel Jones was their second leading rusher. He only had two less yards than Saquon Barkley. Right. So, so you're correct, and and that. I don't know who they're going to throw to, but just I have. You ever have that feeling with the Bears where you're like, "This all makes sense. They can't throw it to anybody." Then the Bears will let it happen. Like since Matt Nagy's been there, like something will happen that right. we just feel cursed. I feel like something bad's going to happen where they give that up. But with Eddie Jackson being healthy, maybe he's the guy that won't let this happen. You know, he could be that guy that I'm not going to really think it deep. You know. And that's why I wonder if they ever will, ever will switch it up to wherever he travels with Gordon. I have no idea where he goes, where he goes. I don't know. Right. Well, between Eddie and uh, Br- between Jackson and Brisker, I mean, Brisker's also been uh, some stat takers have been seeing that uh, you throw towards his way, and there have not been many completions near Brisker's location either. So, you know, safety play has been the strength has been the strength in the secondary so far. Now, credit Jalen Johnson returning. That's going to be. You know, that would be huge in this case, which it's funny. Of all the injuries to list, I hadn't seen anything on him as of this week. I can tell, but I'm going to double check that. Nonetheless, you know, I think think if you have Gordon on the opposite side still, that's going to be, that's going to be something that they'll continue to target, quite frankly. It's going to happen. Yeah, I mean... Jalen Johnson says questionable. Roquan Smith mm-hmm. is questionable. And that's why I, I Sterling Weatherford's questionable. Um, 
I, I don't see them not playing. I think, again, they're just probably a little banged up, and they have to put that on there. I don't 100% know if that's true. Um, yeah. I don't want to be fake news, but I'm just going to say they have to when they are just a little banged up. Um, maybe when they don't practice, they have to give a reason. So it's just easier to put questionable. Um, fantasy football talk, when they put questionable, they just kind of have to. Um, of course. So defensively, I think we need to see Gibson more in this game. I think this is the perfect game to finally say, you got to step up, see what he's got to try to take some pressure off Roquan Smith, especially if Roquan Smith is banged up. You need that guy on the other side to kind of relieve any double teams. And the interior's got to play well. Saquon Barkley there, he's going to – like, they've got to play better. It's going to have to be top-notch. I mean, they've been – you know, through the through the beginning of the year, they've they've had you know they're gonna have two of the four better. Or they're gonna have two of the four weeks where they'll have some of the top running backs in the NFL. This is obviously Barkley, and you know that's gonna be their game plan. It's been a weakness of their of theirs each of the first three weeks of the season. If they if any team can find run lanes, they've been able to in Chicago until they can't. Because of course. If you're a one-dimensional offense, and this is the talk of town in Chicago right now, you and I know, <laughs> you people can zone in on that. So, you know, sure, you can only get you can go as far as you want if it's a weakness on a defense, but eventually something catches up where drives do get stalled if you get you know just one or two good good lanes blocked, one or two good tackles in there. You know, it's all it's all possible. I, I think for the Giants, well, it's gonna like I said, it's gonna be run game focused, but. I do want. I am curious. Come Sunday to say, all right, who is going to be that guy that will step up and maybe have got bears the bear secondary have to worry about. On the flip side, I mean, what what do we expect anymore? Just give hand the ball off and then let's hope that a receiver gets a good clutch play every now and then because that's about it, right? Well, flip side. David Montgomery has just been the que- he's questionable day to day, which was nice to see because we didn't know that looked bad where he's like holding his knee, you know, looks like he's in pain. So that was you know the good thing to see, and so the big question mark in Chicago and other sports podcasts and Bears things are talking about is can Khalil Herbert carry the load for the Bears at running back? And I think he proved last year before when Montgomery was hurt, and he proved this last game he can definitely be the guy to step in and carry the football. So I'm not too worried about Cleo Herbert running the football. I'm not even too worried, and I've never thought I'd say this. I'm not even worried about the offensive line running the football, like doing something good because that's what they're good at. Um, no, not at all. <laughs> so, so those I'm not worried about. I never thought I'd like give the old line a compliment because of how bad they've played over the years. <laughs> But can they figure out the linemen? Quit switching guys around. Can they, can they ever? They did it last week too. Can, mm-hmm. can they just figure out? Stop putting Jenkins at tackle, then guard, and then moving people around. Can we just stop like doing it all the time? I can't project when that's going to stop, though. Like I, I mean, we're going to hit roughly the quarter season mark. I mean, I guess really between this week and week five. Nonetheless, like. It's about the quarter season mark we're hit approaching, and you know, it'd be kind of nice to have it finalized if there's no injuries. You know, I, just just my personal opinion. Yeah, and then we're down a receiver now. Pringle is out, I think, for the game. Yep. He got hurt, so he will be out. 
Um, not that it really matters because who do we throw to? We don't throw to anybody. Yeah, we had a he had what? I think, I think he had two catches for three yards was his right. stat line, um, which is funny because he was touted going into the season. Besides, you know, drafting Bayless Jones, he's he's been the guy that, that Bears fans are going. He's going to be that breakout. You know, that was the whole thing. Him being picked up as like this guy from Kansas City who had been buried on the roster but had the sparks of talent and credit. He's it's only been a few games. He can come back and try, but like. The anemic, the pass offense is so anemic right now. Uh, the the leading receiver on this team is Equin- is Equinemius St. Brown at the time. You know, <laughs> the uh, lesser bro- famous brother of the uh, of Amon Ross St. Brown over in Detroit. However, he's had moments. So mm-hmm. I think like if they if this t- if the passing game could pick up, and it, I think if Getzey was more competent in trying to push that narrative. I think he actually has breakout potential. He's shown flashes. He's been that kind of like that, I guess, that uh, clutch player in some scenarios where he's gotten at least one or two of those 20-yard passes. He's had a 30-yard run this year, you know. And then, of course, you talked about Vales Jones. Well, he might. he's trending up. He might actually play. Yeah, he, he probably will get some reps. Again, this is the game where you probably should throw some guys in there just to see what they're made of. So that's why we'll still see old lines being switched. You should see some players. And I'm really sorry. I was listening to you. I was trying to find – I think the Bears are 30th ranked in rush defense, so it's not good. I was they, trying they to are, find that. Mm, I'm going to – let's – I mean, it's possible. They're – I mean, they're rushing stats defensively – it, 157 yards a game. I mean, credit's still early season, and hell, the Giants are giving up 138. So there's opportunities there too. But you know that it's it's pretty clear that has been their their weak link, even since last season. It doesn't matter what defensive style. Just you know, and credit they stripped that middle of the, that defensive interior kind of to the bone with some of the some of the people that they let go. It is their weak link. You know, mm-hmm. if you, teams are able to get to the second level and chip off six to eight yards a pop on most standard run plays. I mean, you can you can run an eye formation on Chicago fairly easy and get six to eight yards a pop if you don't want to get cute. Um, right. I mean, it doesn't mean it works 100%. Like, it's, not, it's guaranteed at some point you're going to have the defense sneak up, creep up, and crash down on it. But for a team that is going to be lacking in weapons this week – that does go. That does say okay. Well, if they can do it with Barkley, and Barkley's gonna Barkley, say like twenty eighteen Barkley when Chicago had to, you know, in his career almost. You know, <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, we're talking talk about history of Saquon Barkley against the Bears. I mean, he had one of his better performances against Chicago <laughs> back when the Bears were riding riding hot riding hot in uh, twenty eighteen, and then uh, nineteen. If I'm remembering right, was uh, he had his ACL tear on one of his runs. Mm-hmm. I remember so, it was on the sideline. I remember he was like running down the sideline and got hit and slipped. Yeah, that was in that was in Chicago. They had a big controversy about the turf during that day, which is back. Everybody should yeah. have grass now, is what they're saying. Right. Um, yes, it says Chicago is 30th in rush defense. Uh, New York Giants are 25th, so it's okay. Talk about a legacy game. It's going to be old school. It's just going to be run, run, run. I can see it now. Yes. Um, all right, more on the Bears' offense. So without Montgomery, we're going to have Herbert, which is fine. I'm totally fine with that. 
Um, okay. You know, we talked about wide receivers. I think you're going to see I, – I really don't know what you'll see because we're all sitting here going, they need to pass. There's, there's stats out there where guys out there have more catches than Justin Fields has completions or throws. I've seen them all over this week. Um, everybody's getting involved all over the world. Everybody's loving it. They love seeing this. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I still don't know if this would be the game that they try it because they're probably looking at this going, oh, the Giants give up 140 yards a game on the ground. We're going to run the ball. Why yeah. in the world would we want to pass? Um, and they're stick with Justin Fields. There's videos from them on the sideline trying to build them up, which is good. Um, things have kind of simmered a little bit. Um, but there's a lot of arguing back and forth of why, why are we giving up on Justin Fields? And we discussed that the last time. I don't think people are giving up. They're just frustrated because we had to deal with this with Mitch Trubisky. Now we're dealing with it again, and we're, they're just kind of like hungry for a quarterback that can make some passes. I really don't know if we'll see it. We might see another 15 attempt from this game. The only reason why you won't see that is for two reasons. One, they give into the pressure and kind of say, okay, we have to open it up and see what we can do. This might be a good team to do it against. The second reason you may not – you could see more passes – if Montgomery doesn't go, now you're with Herbert. Who's the third string running back? I don't even uh, know. I, I, it's funny. I'm. I. I. Last week I had. I had went. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember. I remember the draft. The pickup because he's a. He's a. He's a rookie. Last I. I'm. I'm going. I'm going to knock myself when I pull it. Uh, up Evans. Yeah. From App State. Uh. uh Oh, Ebner from Baylor? Mm-hmm. Is that yeah, who you're talking about? Mm-hmm. So we have other guys that we can put in, but if it's just Herbert, he will carry the load. He'll get his yards. He's going to get probably over 100 yards rushing this game. I almost want to parlay that. He is going to get it. But trying to put more pressure on these younger running backs, will we see more pressure be put on fields to run or to pass? And that's that's going to be very interesting to see what they decide. Well, here's the thing I'm looking at is that New York, in terms of pressure, they have not been steady. They only have three sacks so far through three games. Now, credit, Thibodeau just came back last week and was getting back in his groove. So, And it was also against Dallas, who, for all things considered, they have maintained a pretty steady offensive line over the years. I mean, that's Jerry Jones's pride and joy is having that unit mm-hmm. – being there in Dallas. So, yeah, I'm not surprised they didn't get much done last week. Chicago, as we know, and, and I mean, we've I've seen this too. Clay Harbor, who talks on Twitter all the time about Bear, about Bears football. Second best o- offense in terms of the rush, but in terms of line production. But they're the 22nd worst in the league in terms of pass. It's a complete Jekyll and Hyde, like, concept that this line plays off of. It's not... It's pass pro, very much below standard. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's opportunities if you're in New York, you're going, okay, we just watched Jerry Hughes and the Texans rack up five sacks on Chicago last week. And the Texans, I mean, as we talked in our, we talked in our last preview show, we didn't think the Texans were going to get terribly much pressure. I mean, Hughes, Hughes was the biggest star on that on that defense to get back there, and he got back there tw- yeah. at least, I remember, twice for sure. Yes. You know, or at least helped create sacks multiple times. So, you know, Thibodeau's a rookie, so we'll see. But I, if they line him up against, like, Larry Borum, 
who's been kind of struggle busting in pass pro this year, I do fear that he's going to get at least one or two. But I think I I do believe this week they should, as long as they play their cards right, they don't have to lean too heavily on the passing game if needed. Maybe Valus Jones opens it up and they can try and do more like quick passing routes or more things that get him get Fields comfortable in pocket, but also on time and not much looking into reads if needed. You know, something that builds his confidence. As we've talked, as you as we've people have been seeing more and more on the sideline, he's an emotional guy. Fields reacts a lot to positive movement and positive play on the field. If things aren't going his way, dude. Dude, at least from what we've seen, that doesn't mean he is, but body language shows he kind of is a Debbie Downer. Right. So if you if you cannot get that confidence level up for him early enough in the game or at least get something big play-wise some point within four quarters, it kind of trends to a very substandard performance, it feels like. So I, I just think this is going to be old-school kind of uh, – NFC brawl with run game heavy offenses just battering each other. And I almost I I thought last week would be low scoring and we still got 20 points apiece. I think that we don't break the 20 point mark for either one of these teams this week. I was saying I was like 1985 again where it's it's toss, it's this, it's (laughs) that. Well, you say that but it's funny. You say that because last week they said on the broadcast the Bears are the most rushing yards they have had in, in team history since 1985 for a single game. Think about that. <laughs> oh, God. It's going to be so bad. It's going to be so ugly. I'm going to be so bored. This is the game that I, 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 can, I can predict Twitter, you, Twitter football fans going, this is setting football back. <laughs> Two two plus decades. I'll be like, yeah, it is, but you know, I hope they get the win anyway, because <laughs> because quite frankly, if we can't get any, if we can't get Justin Fields to throw on a consistent basis, then this is what we are. So it, it might look like the 49ers Denver game, like how ugly that was. <laughs> yeah, ten to, oh my god, ten to eleven, and then Daniel Jones steps out for a safety, and Chicago wins. Oh God. We may have to do a reaction that day. We may we just then, have to get on right then and there. And then Jimmy Garoppolo put those in the postgame presser after the game, hearing about that, and goes, "Now I'm free." <laughs> but I did make three hundred fifty grand this game in my contract. Don't you yes. worry. <laughs> yes, I did. I still put some cheddar away. How amazing! He's like, I'm a backup, so I have all these incentives, and so my incentive was I started and played a full game. I get three hundred fifty thousand dollars. Wow! Which is like, they asked him that, he just flips his hair like this. He goes, "I know." I'm like he's just basically, "I know." Oh yeah, yeah. You know, some it's funny. So it's sidetracked, but some folks were commenting on like, he looks pretty happy for a loss in Denver. It's like, well, yeah, but I mean, he he gets money, so you know that that's the other side of the coin, like. Now it's about like career and like putting your stuff away, you know. He's gone to Super Bowls. He's gone to championships. He's just basically trying to cash in one more time is what this is going towards. And he didn't know he was going to be there. Mm-hmm. He thought he was gone. He didn't have a playbook. Like what are we talking about here? He didn't give you a need playbook. to build you need to build in a dedicated Jimmy Garoppolo segment because clearly he's just going to be in the discussion frame of these shows it feels like the rest of the season i'm gonna make a custom jimmy garoppolo bears jersey and wear it every time that's what's 
Just take a Trubisky jersey. They're probably cheap, and then just slap Garoppolo on the back. and With the the, the Cleveland Browns duct tape that they do for all their quarterbacks every year? Yes. Yes. Know. The Bears are going to be like that soon. We're going to be like that. Trubisky, Foles, Dalton. We kind of low-key are. Fields. But anyway. Glennon. Oh, God. <laughs> Long neck Glennon. I still call that the worst free agency signing the Bears have had I think since I've been following the team. Aren't they still paying him? If they are, it's probably like one of the final years of his deal. But I mean, it, it can't be too much longer because it was. Remember, that was twenty. That was twenty seventeen. Like that was Mitch's rookie year. So they can't be paying him too much longer out of that deal. I think it was only a four year deal anyway. Oh, that's true. It was either that or they paid him a huge amount of money. If they are, it's got to be. It would be some like residual thing. But I'm pretty sure most of those monies are gone now. He made. 18- ain't paying any Jared Goff prices over here. <laughs> they paid him 18.5 million dollars. Like, good God. Yeah, That's and he's it. trying to go play in the XFL. I saw him saw in a video. He's he was at a training camp for them. Mike Lennon pulled at Ed Odron. He was like, "Where's the door? And when do you want me to leave? You're going to pay me 18.5 million. Where do you want me to go?" Let me go scam the next organization as I head over to, uh, like, Arizona. <laughs> He's, it's like Glennon's, Glennon's like the lesser degree of like, uh, of like a Sam Bradford at the back end of his career where it's like, I got all the, I got these, this big two-year deal. I got this. Here's 20 mil. <laughs> and then his knee breaks and he goes, well, I still get my 20 million. Who cares? Right. You, you. You mean to tell me you gave me this deal? Oh, sweet. I'm in. <laughs> I'm probably not going to be here next year, but I'm in. <laughs> or the Deshaun Watson deal. $200 million guaranteed. Well, we don't want to talk about that. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's still... That, that, is, uh, that is going to, if, the, if it, things were to go bad, bite them. Here's the thing, though. It's like that bad press for him sucks. Or, or not for him sucks. For people... And for the Cleveland Browns sucks. For him, look, he deserves the crap. I'm going to put that out before I mince words. But, uh, you know, the flip side of that coin for the Browns is he's his, this year he's cheap as hell to pay. Like, they could, they could sit him that long and pay him, like, dirt because this is his cheapest year out of his contract. Yeah, but then if the legal battles go away, all right, we got to pay him, like, $199 million now. Oh, sure. I mean, that's what they're banking. Look, you see what they're doing. They're 2-1. and one. They're banking they get through this 11-game stretch and that they'll be in wildcard contention. It's going to be hard to say they will, but if they are, you know damn well they're going to go hard. <sighs> Just imagine all the massage therapists he's can, can afford with $199 million. Oh, too, too soon. Too wrong. All right. <laughs> back, 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 back to the regularly scheduled program. I'm I'm not really sure what else to really say here because most of this is pretty straightforward for this one. It's just two run heavy off, two runish heavy offenses. The Giants, in terms of their pass game, it would be more of a factor if it wasn't for Shepard being down. You know, I just I feel like you're just going to get an old school brawl, like whatever defense holds up the best at the in the run game, and whoever can get the most opportunities out of their limited pass offenses. In theory, limited in terms of New York, but it should be limited based on the availability of the folks around Daniel Jones. 
Yeah, because they've only, Daniel Jones has thrown 92 pass attempts, but they've had 90 rush yard attempts. Mm -hmm. So they are very run heavy. The Bears are super run heavy. And I know it's, I'm 99% sure, 98% sure it's going to be, like you said, backyard brawl. They're going to run the ball at each other. Um, they're going to do short little passes and they'll be incomplete. Something's going to happen. Yeah. It can do that or it might go completely flipped and the Giants can go, oh, we're going to catch them off guard. They think we're going to run the football. We're going to throw it just to Saquon on the flat. Then we're going to do this because I want to prove Daniel Jones can throw the football or blah, 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 blah. Or the Bears can feel the pressure and say, well, we're going to try this. Mm-hmm. I doubt it, but it's quite possible if, if the Giants keep stacking the box and we're only getting four yards a pop, three yards a pop, and we can't get first down. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details the voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner you know it's at it's at new york but you'd have to think there's bears fans there they're gonna start booing and be like we, we we've got a twitter's gonna explode right. if we don't do anything yeah well the, the, it, we're in this divisive phase of the bears fandom right now where you have a sector of it that is like well we need to look towards the future yeah we're two and one but we we could be messing some stuff up for like building and then the other sector is at this point shut the hell up we're two and one <laughs> you know i'm like and i and this is to me i'm actually more on the side of the two and one people but i was that more like we're messing up the build the future building like yet last year or actually no not last year two years ago when we made the wild card as a seventh seed you know Jeez. the first year the wild card was expanded and people were going yeah yeah we're on the right path i'm like no no, what? No, we're, we got we got we got basically force fed. We're playing playoff spot. We're playing on Nickelodeon. What are you yes. talking about? Yes, that we we became a national embarrassment even more after that game. But Mitch is the first MVP of the Nickelodeon, you know, the slide, uh, whatever it was. That, that's the only time I'll give Barstool respect is that they somehow forced the vote into that lane, and I'm just I gotta give props to them. God damn it, that'll never go away. You know, I, oh, here's a good line for the, this game, though. And, and I think it's, this this pertains to the discussion on Bears fans on their feelings towards the future. Buy or sell, Justin Fields go, throws for over 20 passes. Ooh. No completions. I'm talking 20 attempts in general. Ooh, that's a tough one because, like I said, it could be 10 pass attempts. It could be 30. Now, if Valus comes back, that's where I'm thinking, I think I buy that it goes over 20 with him back because there's one more extra option to throw to. Yeah, I'm going to go over because he was like, what, 17 or 18 last game? <sighs> yeah. It's 17 last game. Uh, he had uh, – yeah, let me go over the numbers actually while we're at it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break this all down here. So, against, against Houston, he had 17. I can really, or maybe not. <laughs> I'm trying to use uh, well ESPN's scoreboard here. He's only thrown it 45 times, right? But I'm just just kind of 
just giving you the lowdown here. Let's just going back again. So he threw 11 passes against Green Bay, which I did remember that because they basically said F it late after this first half and went just go run the ball again. And then week one, when they played, of course, the, uh, the Rain Bowl, as I'm going to call it at this point, which just seems almost kind of forgotten at this point, he threw 17. So he's thrown 17 attempts twice this year. Funny enough, and actually, I'm going to double check. Did he really? I think he's thrown eight completions for 17 attempts in two of three games. Yeah, he's only 23 of 45. His completion percentage is 51%. He has thrown for 297 yards in three games. He has four interceptions, two touchdowns. He's been sacked 10 times. Yeah. Well, then five of those came against Houston, which is crazy to me that they got that much pressure against them. And sacked yards lost 62. Yeah. Like that that comes down to some poor decision making and just you know, the line being a bit porous at times. His longest pass is fifty one yards. Yeah, Passing Austin, yards per Austin game. Pass. He only he averages six point six yards per completion, so there is a positive. It is positive. It is positive. And yeah, just confirming. Twice this year, he's gone eight for seventeen, <laughs> week one and three. I, 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 I had that's why I was kind of thinking I was like, no way he's done it twice. But sure enough, so that is a, it's becoming a trend. But it is nineteen eighty five. Yeah. Well, hey, remember they're the they have through three games in NFL history. This Bears team has the fifth least amount of pass attempts for any team in a regular season through this point of the year. At 45. They might as well just run the wing T at this point. And I hate the wing T. <laughs> you know, maybe. Although, hey, I watched in the USFL, the Birmingham Stallions, they ran the wing T, did the T formation again. It was a nice throwback. They ran it pretty well, too. They did. They were effective with it. Yeah, but see, wing T is boring. And it I have plenty boring. of coaching friends. I have... I have lots of coaching friends that love the wing tee. And if they listen to this, they're going to hear this. They're going to text me and they're going to call me names. And I'm going to say, you're right. I'm just in my feelings right now where I don't want the Bears to just run the wing tee. See, to me, I want to call it advanced RPO. Three running backs, you can do the RPO off plus the QB. Plus we'll throw if you want. I think you should design the RPO heavy on a wing tee formation. Oh, some high schools do. It's called, uh, you know, the the pistol wing tee. They can do RPOs off of it. They can get all their stuff going. And I interviewed a coach one time who called it the uh, um, wing raid. Wing raid. Ooh. He mixed his wing tee with the air raid, and it's beautiful. it's beautiful. I like that naming, the wing raid. I had him on here. He was going to start his own podcast. I don't think he ever did. He was going to call it that. And I was trying to uh, – It's a, it's an episode way back in the day. This is before even 100 of them. Way back. Oh, we're talking early early days of the Coach Steep show. Yeah, I think we talked for like two hours. Because I was curious. Buck sweeps and all this and that. Then all of a sudden he goes, all right, I'll run mesh. All right, I'll run this. Just combined time, it. Time for the Bears to embrace the wing raid. I think I'm time. perfectly fine with the wing raid. If they want to run the ball, then all of a sudden we're running mesh. We're running this. We're just getting the ball out of Justin Fields' hands for four yards. I'm cool with it. And we got to see Komet. More in the offense, he can block. Well, that's that's what I'm thinking. Is you got you have you have two at the very most those three running backs that can be pass catchers out of the backfield. Plus you have 
Griff, I would say you line up Griffin and Komet, you know, mm-hmm. opposite side tight ends, and then you have Mooney out wide, you know, and then you run every you run basically every play as if you could do whatever the hell you want out of that, you know, three running backs. Defenses account for all three of those running backs plus a mobile QB plus the two tight ends that can catch passes plus Mooney on the outside. So much uncertainty for a coordinator at that point to me. Um, Darnell Mooney has four receptions for 27 yards. Hopefully that bumps up. I'm hoping to God that bumps up. Um, one of my buddies who's a Bears fan made a good point to me on Twitter, and I'm going to have to find it. We and him are not Justin Fields people. I think I'm more coming around than he is. Um, what did he say? Oh, God, this is horrible podcasting because I'm going to have to find it. Because <laughs> he, you- we compare this to Mitch Drabitsky sometimes. I was gonna say while you hunt that hunt that little uh factoid down as you as you will um i do i do think there are opportunities as long as you can like so as long as you can limit the pass rush and keep it at bay for the giants which is going to be a challenge because it's the bears front five that has not shown any confidence through three weeks and has given up those 10 sacks and extra hits on fields but there's opportunities you know i do believe some people will say he's, he's going to go off this game i'm going i hope so because if there's little if there's less pressure you would think should hopefully have some more lanes but i don't know you know the uncertainty of the first three weeks you know it's hard for me to gauge if he can break that 150 200 yard you know scope of passing yards it it just feels it feels like pulling teeth right now right all right it wasn't anything that i thought i thought it was more um, the Bears Nation Twitter tweeted, you know, I think I actually said, is the fan base turning on Justin Fields faster than they did Trubitsky? And I put, if we all if we all are, it's because the patience is gone. Like, that's yeah. why. And my buddy got on here, Coach West, shout out, he used to be on here all the time. He said, it's interesting, people say Mitch had people to throw to. In 2018, the leading receiver had 754 yards. And then he said, Al Robertson isn't doing anything now in an offense built for statistics with a better quarterback. So, like, his whole thing was, did Mitch kind of make certain people around him better at times, I think. Um, Then he said Mitch won games with Nagy as his coach. Mitch made it to a Pro Bowl with Nagy as his coach. Um, Mitch won with him as a head coach, dot, 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 dot. Yeah. Which we all know. You know, on the Allen Robinson front, I throw my hands up anymore because, like, I think I think just it was like a it was kind of like a flow of like at one point so many people were like oh yeah this is he's definitely deserving of that contract and then like nowadays it's like well look at him now we're glad we let him go I'm like I don't know he had a thousand yard season he was elevating the offense to where people were giving him praise back in like 2019 2018 you know and remember 2018 shoot he was he was uh, injured for part of that season he could have had a thousand yard year if he had stayed healthy. So I don't know. I throw my hands up anymore because bears fans will just like flip on a dime on players, yes. you know? It, so I like Roquan Smith is the new Allen Robinson to me where it's like, I hope to God he has a full good year where they just give him a contract because what will happen is, is you'll see more is if he has bad games pile up like one or two, especially at the end of the year, you'll have people like, yeah, we don't need to pay him. 
And I'll be like, all right, fine, be that way, because we're going to do that again and again. So that's why I've just, I put my hands up, I just step back, like, you know, complain what you want. I see good talent. I see someone that had made their mark, What whatever, you know. It is what it is. Right. Uh, and we're used to Bears making mistakes. So we let Allen Robinson go. It's like, I'm not really too shocked. If we let Roquan Smith go, I'm not going to be shocked. But then I guarantee if we do let him go, then next year when our linebackers struggle, the Bears fans, those same Bears fans that say, well, we don't want to pay him, they're going to say, well, what about our, what about the defense? Well, you, we had it all. We had a guy who should have made the Pro Bowl, and we didn't sign him. Yeah. Like, we had Allen Robinson, who could have helped out with Darnell Mooney and Justin Fields to help him in this. But on the flip side, Justin Fields needs to make wide receivers better. That's the quarterback's job. Right. Well, and last year, Robinson didn't win himself any favors because some of the obviously some of his play wasn't up to like his 2020 his 2019 2020 snuff where you know it, it was just a middle ground of like eh, it's not worth it and i was just like whatever that's why i throw my hands up on the conversation because I, I i try to rationalize and then people you know they 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 flip on a dime with with stuff like this and i'm like whatever i see a thousand yard receiver that's healthy in his mid twenties that was playing pro bowl level for part for parts of, or during his tenure with the bears, you know, some of it doesn't always come down to him, but whatever. I, I don't know. So. And, uh, we, and we have the money. We know it's there. So yeah. I don't know, but back to the giants thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, say. Now that you've told me his past completions, I don't know if I want to say, I want to say over, I was like, maybe he'll throw it 21 times. Maybe we finally break that where it's 21. I think he does break 20. I just don't know if it's going to be – to me, it's the yardage. I, I think he'll break I think he'll break 20, 20 passes, and I think he breaks 150 yards. I just see this game going so run-heavy unless those alleys are open. I don't see it being that explosive. Yeah. I could see like 21 pass attempts, but I don't know if he'll get 150 yards. He might get right to 100 because they're going to run the ball so much that it's going to eat up the clock. Oh, and you're factoring in probably incompletions as well with the accuracy he's I'm, had lately. I'm, I'm factoring that in. I don't know what the weather will be at that point in New York. Um, and th- I could see them – they got to start doing some screens, I think, too. Like if you want to get these receivers – some catches, him in a rhythm. Um, they got to start doing some like key screens, maybe some tunnel screens, and get the linemen running out there. Like I think they got to start doing those little things because it helps Justin Fields just turn and throw the ball and see like, okay, this is how I'm throwing it. Get some something completed, even if it's a two yard screen, like something. Get the receivers catching the ball. Uh, maybe keeping Komet in to help block. Send Herbert out on a pass to keep him in the block to help out with the linemen who are struggling in pass protection. Um, I think they just need to start doing those little things because Justin Fields, like we talked about last time, and I said he's a one-read quarterback. To help one-read quarterbacks, you give him a two-yard pass. I don't care if it's a two-yard step thing. Like, okay, you're going to turn, throw it here. Something's open, throw it here. Mm-hmm. And we got to catch it. It's two yards, cool. But now you start getting in a rhythm. If you can go a two-yard pass here, turn it off, hand it to Herbert, he gets six yards. Well, now it's third and two. So, like, then you can run it again, and then all of a sudden you do, like, just those little things to get him in a rhythm. Um, and I'm sure they talked about it because they're all smarter than I am. But I would think doing those little things 
for a quarterback that's struggling, who can't read a defense. As of right now, from the outside looking in, there's no factual evidence, just from the outside looking in. Um, now, they claim he didn't miss receivers, even though the all 2022 film shows guys wide open. But they're right. claiming now, all of a sudden, that that's not part of the read, blah, blah, blah. I don't care. There's It's the NFL. They're open. Throw it. You know, when the pocket breaks down and you start scrambling, it's kind of all bets are off at that point. You know, you you get so much in the pocket time to decide on some reads, and if it just if it gets beyond a certain amount of time to look, you need to find someone open. Right. So, you know, I, I do, I get it. Like all twenty two plus the viewing, you can't fully. It's not in the coach's head per se on the play, but when you have it's not just like one route like it's not like some dude going to point out like oh well across the field uh you know pettis again was open like in the in the 49ers game why did you just did dip it down no it's like you're seeing reads where it's like two people made tops three that have separation or getting in those like soft spots in zone that you're like okay it's not just a a by chance read at that point it's there are receivers getting spots. Yes. You know, that comes down to the QB at that point. So. Right, because, again, college, sometimes they'll tell them to adjust routes and say, if the defender's doing this on your route, you do this, do this. NFL, I would think, since it's so much more advanced, like, yeah, you might run a post on this, but, you know, as soon as you take off, the defense does this. Well, instead of a post, you're going to run a curl, because why would you run a di- – because in college and in high school, when you run a post, if the safety drops, why would you run into them? You turn it more – to like a flat route, so we call that like a dig. It's going up to the post. Always oh, right there. I'm going to flatten it out because that's not where he is. Mm-hmm. And then NFL, I would assume, let's say you run a post, safety's there, but then a linebacker drops. You have nowhere to go. So why not just stop, turn, and curl it in? I feel like NFL receivers have that ability and that green light to do that to be like to find open grass. And maybe Fields isn't comfortable enough to know that's what's happening yet because it's a new offense. In Ohio State, it's play action, one read, do this, do that. Again, no factual evidence. I'm just assuming in the NFL they can adjust so much, they can add plays in on the fly and say, run this, run this, because the NFL, they're going to have to be able to do that. And those are things he, that's why you made a good point last time. Give it this week, or not this week, this year, and see if like the stuff they're seeing on film that's open, he starts seeing it and gets it there. And if he does, Great. If he starts not to get it, then going into next year, you have to think it might be time to get a new quarterback. It might be time to do something different. Yeah. Well, we'll find that out later in the year, I think. Um, you know, like I stress again, I'm a guy heavily on. I give you, I give you three. I give you it's basically till year three to make my verdict on what's going down. So, or what I expect. You know. You only coach so much is how I see it. Yes, yes. Um, so we'll see. A lot of pressure will be on Justin Fields, you know, I think this week, even though it's going to be run heavy. I still think he there's going to be pressure on him this week and next week, you know, um, going into their schedule. And, well, he'll feel the pressure no matter what. Quarterback of the Chicago Bears, you're not playing well. Um because, again, and this will be one of the last things I say because I know this has been going on for a while. <laughs> it, I think it'll be run heavy, but you also think, do they want to try other things? Because then you go to Minnesota the next week, and that's going to be a really tough game. 
So I think going yes. to that game, you have to have that decision kind of made where he can handle these type of passes or the team can handle this or they can't. So maybe maybe that's why he gets over 20 attempts, you know, just to be like, okay, we have to get things ready. They don't want to show it to Minnesota, but I think we're at a point now, even though we're 2-1, and one, where it doesn't matter. You've already said it's a rebuilding year. It doesn't matter. Show what you want to show, and you have to get ready for the Vikings. Because I don't care if it is a rebuilding year. Fans and that organization want to compete in the NFC North. It doesn't matter. So that's the only other way I could see that game going with the Giants. Yeah, about, about so. You know, and again, you take your wins where you can here this year. That, that's what you're looking at. You know, wins, development, and progress, evaluating what you got, and just kind of building for the future. So two and one is pretty nice right now. And, you know, I. I do. I mean, there's. It's. I think there's plenty more wins ahead. Now, question is, do we get to three and one after this week? Ooh, it's very curious because, like I said uh, at the beginning, there's some podcasts and shows that think they will. They think. I even saw a title for the um, CHGO uh, network that does Chicago sports. One of the titles was um, Bears Stomp the Giants or Wallop Them. So, what do you think? Do they really, will they really just blast the Giants on Sunday? I don't know about blast. Like I said, that, that run game that New York has, and personally, at this stage, Daniel Jones inspires more confidence to me over Justin Fields. And I know that to some people, it's like, really? That goober? I'm like, well, I mean. To me, yes, you know, I, I do say that. It's if it cha- if it flips in this game, like everyone is hoping it does, and that Justin Fields does have his breakout performance, because it seems like every week now it's like this is going to be the week he's going to have his breakout performance through the beginning of the year. Then fine, cool, I can take that away. But like right now, yeah, I'm I'm going with I'm going with the guy that doesn't have his offense at sub 100 yards per game passing. So I'll take that, you know. And some, and the guy that's been able to get make game winning plays and get them to two and one as well against some pretty tough or against some stiff competition so far, early stiffish competition so far for them as well. Um, and I do think it's going to be close as well. It's going to be another nail biter. I'm going with New York, though. Ooh, ooh! Um, I did not see that where that was going. Yeah, I'm going to go with New York. Um, I'm going to take it in a field goal. And my reasoning comes down to, I think just, I don't know, I just trust, I think the Giants as a whole have just built up a little bit more to kind of counteract some things that Chicago can do. You know, the big question I think for folks will be, well, can the Giants generate pressure and keep fields, you know, kind of in that slump? And it's like, yeah, survey right now says maybe not, but I also believe with the second game for Thibodeau and some opportunities on that line to take advantage of passing downs, I think they can exploit that. And I do believe that in terms of just run game in general, adding in the fact that you know the Giants do have a bit more refined of a passing game, even with Shepard out, I just think they're more well-rounded to walk off with this one. That's the thing. Um it's going to be close. I know that the Giants are kind of the, going into last week, kind of like this phony 2-0 team to a lot of people. And, 
you know, for a minute they were going to go, they were looking like they were going to go three and zero in Monday, Monday Night Football until they didn't. So, yeah, I got them as three and one. Chicago will take their lumps. It'll be a close loss. I'm hoping for some progression with Fields in New Meadowlands, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Giants here. You know, uh, and actually I'll take it. Um, I'm gonna do seventeen fourteen New York. So I was thinking about doing that exact same score, but then I changed it on the fly. Um, I'm going to be the positive person here. I talk all this stuff about Justin Fields, and we somehow – maybe he's the new Jimmy G where they just figure out how to win. It doesn't matter how. Hey, okay. Okay. I know. Bring Bringing Jimmy G back into the conversation. <laughs> That'll never die in here. Or, or like Tim Tebow, all he found a way to do was win the game. Now, Tim Tebow has proven to be a better passer in the, when he was in the NFL more than Justin Fields, but it's here or there. Um, I have it as a close one as well. Um, I'm going to be a little bit more positive because the Giants can give up the run, even though I think they're going to – they could sell out and try to stop the whole run for the Bears. Um I'm going to be on the positive side and say they start to get certain things going in the past game because I think they're going to feel the pressure. I think the Bears and Eberflus, even though like I think he's going to stick to what they want to do, not that they're going to listen to the media or anything. I don't think you know the general manager is going to either. But I maybe as an organization, maybe they're starting to feel it a little bit. Like yeah, we're two and one, but we're a couple plays away from not being two and one. We're a couple things from being zero and three, and they. Not saying he's going to have 40 pass attempts. They're going to run the football. They're going to do what they do. Um, you might see some screens like I was talking about earlier. Um, and I just think the Giants just somehow shoot themselves in the foot all the time. I know they won the first two games, but like last week they shot themselves in the foot. You know, Daniel mm-hmm. Jones, I think he plays worse at home, actually, is his thing. I don't know why. And if the defensive back end can pick him off or they cause a fumble, um, if they force Saquon Barkley to be the only reason why to beat them, I think they'll be okay. They can't let Daniel Jones start getting out of the pocket. Um, I'm going to go Chicago 21 17. Keep keeping it high scoring, but still low scoring at the same time. Break, breaking 20. I mean, that's, that's better than what we had originally talked. So. I'm just saying, 21-17. Or do I want to change it? No, I'm going to stay there. I'm just going to stay there. You know what? No, I'm going to say 20-17. Let me just go down below. Let me go (laughs) 20-17. Keep the field goal difference. Yes. I could see it because I do like our field goal kicker. I think he – because he already proved it last week. He can come down and kick a winning field goal. So, you know, if we break away a big run from Herbert and score, if we do throw a screen and it gets broken – Maybe Mooney does break one. Who knows? Anything can happen because we don't know how the weather will be either. So 2017 Chicago, and when the Bears do lose, no one talk to me. Well, well hey, hey, you got to be confident in your pick. <laughs> yeah, look, this is this is the first time this year we've split on picks. So I'll be, I'll be fascinated to see how that goes. I'm letting my fandom kind of get in the way here, but I'm just going to go with it. No, I feel that. And, you know, I, I like the confidence I think that the Bears fandom has right now because, I, I mean, hey, somehow we're throwing under 100 yards a game and still putting up, like, 
pretty decent explosive play numbers, by the way. That was something that surprised me. Is uh, There were some explosive play statistics that came out this week, and the Bears kind of are like mid-to-top range in explosive plays, thanks to their run game mostly, but hey, whatever. If this is the way that they're going to win this year, and as long as mistakes are limited on that on offense on the offensive side of the ball then shoot why not who you are know? we to judge who are we to judge i guess even but, even though we will you know, you know no it, it still will happen because because future development remember like you said there's two sides of this equation there's development angle and there's win now angle <laughs> which really shouldn't be present but yet if you start winning people just kind of take the win now angle you know which so. which i'm both i'm the person that's like during the game, I'm mad. I'm not thinking about how we were two and one. And then by Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm like, oh, we're two and one and I'm happy and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> like, it's just, it's flowers and rainbows and Hershey's kisses. And then, then on Sunday, I'm throwing the remote and I'm like, we can't complete a four yard hitch. Like, what are we doing with our life? And I get mad about it. And then we win and I get mad about winning. And then I'm happy. And this is why I'm losing my hair and I have gray hair. Well, hope, hopefully you can not have to pull any more out, and you get you can enjoy something at three and one. Or hey, I'll I'll be upset, but I guess the the very minimal silver line will be well. At least I got the pick right, and not Steve. <laughs> well, <laughs> like be well, that guy bad. where it's like I'm petty. Yeah, we lost, but I got that pick. <laughs> Cause, cause I think we're I think we're undefeated, right? We had the Bears, right? Yeah, I convinced you to pick San Francisco. That's and right. And we both were pessimistic on Green Bay, which is pretty fair. And then we thought because of the equal matchup that they could take the Texans, and they took the Texans. So yeah, we're undefeated right now. So one of us is definitely going to not well, be that. One of us is going down. One of us yes. is going down, and the other person will be petty and. One- <laughs> Someone's going to be eating pavement after this. And the that's metaphorical why, skateboard will flip, will slide from under my feet. People are lucky we, we don't do an immediate reaction because then it would be really petty. Like, well, told you so. <laughs> yeah, you idiot. It's <laughs> <was> right along. <laughs> That'd be a 10 minute podcast. All right, I'm getting off and I'm done. I'm not Rage listening. quit. <laughs> Oh, oh my god all right well you have the giants 17 to 14 i'm going to take the bears 20 to 17 both low scoring affairs quote unquote uh who knows what will happen um and then they'll go on to play minnesota after that we'll cross that bridge when we get there um mm. and uh, i think the weather will be okay it all depends on uh if the big old hurricane rain makes its way up the coast there and gets to New York, I don't know if it will reach there. Um, we might have another rainstorm on our hands. And if so, it could be 10 to 7. Could be. I, I The forecast does look nice right now. Like a typical late summer, early fall. Or sorry, early fall because it's technically early fall. It's still September. Or maybe, right. So 67 degrees in New York. Not too bad for this time of year supposed to be partly cloudy no no clouds so kind of like last week but just you know in new jersey this time right 
So we'll see. And uh, we'll be curious to see how Justin Fields handles this. And if things go wrong, does he lose his mind on the sideline? Those are all things people are going to watch. It's going to be the big talk of the town. Um, see how Herbert plays. That'll be another big talk. If, if Montgomery does come back, I think they limit Herbert. I think Herbert starts. And if Montgomery's good to go, um, maybe they might just limit him. Because like you said, maybe they might keep him for the Minnesota game. Who knows? But, um, all right, well, we're both 3-0 and on our picks. And we'll see. One of us will be 3-1 and after this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we did it. I think that's all, yeah. I think that's all for this one. I think so. Um, well, Zach, thanks for coming back. I forgot at the beginning because I'm a jackass. Um, check out he's co-host of USL, USFL podcast, Inside the Walls podcast, 4th and 4 every Sunday morning. Uh, talking about NFL football. Fourth and four is all about NFL football. Inside the wall is all about arena football. USFL is US- USFL. Duh. That's all about. Love it. Love it. All right. Thanks for coming back. Uh, we will see you guys after the Bears play the New York Giants and uh, see if they're two or three and one or two and two. So we will see you guys next time. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. 
Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.